Um, oh snap! Is it not the? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure. So I, oh man, it yeah. just gets better. I thought we, I thought we had come in with hitting a home run at the end. I mean, I was jazzed. <laughs> we were done. Oh yes, that makes me happy. <laughs> no, you got one more. Here. Oh yeah. Welcome to the What's Up Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. And yes, I am still in this ridiculous getup. Thanks for that, Charles. But we're here to talk about uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, season 1, Episode 9. We're almost to the finale of that show uh, next week. Um, oh, snap. Is it not the... <laughs> I wasn't sure. So I... Oh, man. It yeah. just gets better. I thought we, I thought we had come in with hitting a home run at the end. I mean, I was jazzed. We were done. Oh yes, that makes me happy. <laughs> no, you got one more. Dude. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm really happy about that. I'm glad I. <laughs> you know, like it's that moment when you wake up at like 3:30 a.m. and oh. you think it's like, oh man, I got to get up in like 15 minutes. You're like, damn straight, I got like four more hours of sleep to go. Let's... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep, Let's you got go. a whole other hour of House of the Dragon, buddy. Oh, man, what an episode. That was good. It was really, really good. good. This yeah. show is just kind of ramped up. Yeah. Um, in the last three or four episodes. Kind of had a little bit of a slow little start going for it, but it just... It, Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm assuming this episode, as I'm watching more of Game of Thrones OG, this is like quintessential Game of Thrones at its finest, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, it was. And, you know, just like Charles says about you, Mattson shot out of a cannon. This episode definitely <laughs> shot out of a cannon. <laughs> it was like, um, yeah. It, so Game of Thrones, episode nine. I don't know how far you are in yet, Mattson. Um, I'm at, I'm at what, episode five or six there. They, who's the little, the short dude? I'm forgetting his name. The short little royal guy. Tyrion. Yeah, they just accused him like of the uh, Stark's wife just said like, yo, it's happening. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good episode. So episode, the ninth episode in the Game of Thrones OG is always like bonkers, like batshit stuff happens every time in, in season episode mm. nine, as long as there's nine episodes or more. <laughs> Uh, so seven and eight, not so much. That's why the but two low, but last it's okay. I won't be watching those as JJ part. told me. Yeah, so. that's good call. Good call. Uh, but before that, the, when you get to episode nine, it's it's good. Um, so yes, it fits with typical Game of Thrones. Hmm. Um, I loved the like civil war within the coming civil war that we had here. Like you had greens against greens, vying for power by trying to find this knuckleheaded kid before the other. Because one way or another, this thing's going to get ugly or it's going to get slower ugly. You know what I mean? Like if, if Allison doesn't get him, then Otto's going to escalate this shit quick. It, he's going to go in. He's already said, we're going to Dragonstone. We're going to wipe him out. If Allison gets it, she's going to try to sue for peace and do it the right way, which is true to the, the source material. And I appreciated like this whole vie for – Aegon wasn't as detailed and things like that, but they definitely talk about the fact that they were going to try to do it in a peaceful way, but they did it all sneaky and shit. Like 
locked everybody in the tower. They made sure that nobody was leaving. Um, and so it was definitely on point for is it, how a is lot it of bad to be. I thought when they put the servants and stuff down there in the dungeon, I thought they were killing them all. I thought they were all dead. <laughs> That's pretty true for Game of Thrones. You I, know, yeah, I, I was like, I, I thought they were all, I thought they were all going to die. The other thing I got wrong is the two brothers, the knights. Hmm. I thought who, who, cheese and what JJ, those dudes. Oh, blood and cheese. I thought, Hey, I mean, I thought I was, I was sure. like, this might be blood and cheese. Like this could be going down now. Obviously it wasn't. Uh, we'll talk about them later, but I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, Charles brings up a good point too, though. Poor Lord Beesbury at the small council. Dude, I was going to bring that Charles for once. We're in sync. I love you. This episode, probably never again. <laughs> I mean, like, is Sir Christian on steroids? Like, I didn't know you could push a man to granted. This dude's probably like 75 old and brittle, like peanut brittle. But man, he died a very ugly death. And you just have to continue on. But that meaning that is an HR violation. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the crazy piece. So in the source material, in the book, he doesn't die that way. Kristen Cole slight slit slits his throat, like slices his throat. He's like, nope, just sit down and then cuts his throat. And then they sit there the whole day. They're in that chamber the entire day. How does he get away with that stuff? Uh, because it was he that was going to happen. I mean, I guess everyone else in that room was pretty much uh, fine with it because if he's not going to go along with it, they're probably going to have to kill him anyways. Yeah. They, I mean, he was dead regardless. The instant he spoke up against the rest of the council, he was toast. Damn. So Christian's got a problem. Yeah. Christian Cole's a dick for sure. Yeah. But what's his name? Uh, Westerling? Dude, that dude was dope. I'm done. Stone cold. (laughs) Yeah, loved it. He was like, I'm the king's guard. I take orders from the king. Call me when you have one. Yep, loved it. Wouldn't they just kill him, though? Who's going to kill him? Wow. The king's guard is typically like one of the foremost swordsmen in the kingdom. Fair. I mean, I feel like most people also would be in the army would be loyal to him to an extent. Like, it'd be hard to get someone really, like, He's respected. So, yeah. yeah. And no fight's going to be a sure thing. So it's convincing whoever you want to kill him that they should put their life on the line to do so. Yeah. And there's not a lot to him. Like, they kind of gave him more a a cooler out. Because in the book, all they talk about is his death. That's the only mention to him in the book is his death. And it's so – they've given him a bigger – role even though it's not really big but he gave him this you know f yourself moment which i thought was really cool because he like, was very respected that's one of the other things that they talked about we all need to wear capes now so when we do protest or leave our yeah. jobs or whatever like we actually have something to leave behind because right now it's like my keyboard that's not as cool <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair and usually it's their keyboard so yeah. <laughs> like ah oh, send it back you dick <laughs> yeah exactly that keyboard costs us 25 bucks bitch that, that's my device i'm keeping it you know what? Yeah. i'll pay the fine let me ship you you know in fact <laughs> instead of the keyboard that i put it i'm putting in a cape and saying f you there you go i like yeah it. i like it um yeah so i really enjoyed and to your point, Matt and Eric and Eric, that's the, yeah, that's their names, Eric and Eric. Um, I liked that split yeah. and how they showed that split between the two of them. Um, one just being fed up with all the bullshit between, because everybody knows Aegon sucks. 
Like, well, yeah, they must have. He's got bastard ch- children and all that. What he's doing, yeah, clearly they gotta know. Yeah, and he's down there watching these like ten year olds fight. They, they, oh man, what a messed up piece of deal there. But yeah, it's a he's a dick, and so I liked that it was. Look, not everybody's for, and I think that's really tantamount to why this civil war happens, why this big fight happens, because there's not really any good choices that are going to not be argued because based on how they've presented Rhaenyra in the show, I think she'd make a great queen. However, we've also seen some sides of her that might make her not such a great queen all the time. Not to mention she's got Damon in her ear and that dude's as cool as he is, as much as I love Damon, he's a dick. So it's, it's not like we have choices that are really great on either side. But both sides have arguments as to why they should be where they are. And so it's really interesting to see how it's all playing out. So to pull off a whole episode in the Red Keep was cool as shit to me. Alec, I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, I loved it because this is this is a coup. And it's so funny because they know it's a coup. That's why they're doing everything in secret. But at the same time, they're trying to be like, oh, yeah, it was the king's dying wish. Now, nobody leave. Nobody tell anybody. Hush, yeah. hush while we put, you know, Aegon on the throne. And so it takes away their one valid argument that Viserys said that he wanted Aegon, right, to be king after you died because they're doing everything behind closed doors and in secret. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love it. I love the political intrigue. I love the backstabbing. Um, and I love the fact that the Flea Bottom is getting involved. Flea Bottom such a cool place. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting that they pulled out the white worm, and that's that was a big that's a big add and a lot more addition to the story. Um, yeah, was in, it was interesting. Um, <laughs> here's a good point that Charles brings up: Was anyone surprised where the the white worm was keeping Aegon under an altar? Mm. It's interesting. Yeah, an altar of the seven. Very uh, well. It, it, well, and here's the thing: Okay, so you got. What's her name? Uh, the daughter, uh, Aegon's wife, that I can't think of her name right now. Like Hannah. Helena. Helena, yeah. Uh, so she keeps repeating this phrase that there's a monster under the floor or a monster under the uh, A the beast under the floorboards. Beast under the floorboards. There are so many references to that. You have Aegon under the altar, right? Which technically would still be below the floorboards in that situation. You have later on at the end, you have Rhaenyra, a Rhaenys and her dragon come out from the floorboards. You also have uh future for her, especially blood and cheese come out from under the floorboards. So there are heard reference to there's and my Kyle, our good, good friend, Kyle, he, uh, he uh, not only does he re- does he relate to your red hair situation, Matson, but he's a fellow ginge. But he also corrected the beast there. And yeah, there's a she keeps saying this, and there's so many references. And I love the way that they've tied all of these things to where you're like, what does she mean? And then there's just these things that keep popping up. Because she's supposed to be a dreamer, over. right? Yeah, or they've so. they've kind of hinted. She was in the in the book. They just all they did was talk about the fact that she was nuts like she was cuckoo for cocoa puffs which she is which she is but they didn't so what they're doing in the show is but again 
and I've mentioned this almost every episode, it's it's really a, a not a trusted narrator. There's three of them in the book that you're getting the story from. So it's it's not a trustworthy narrator in any situation. So I love the fact that they're taking this and putting it from different perspectives, even from the book, but still sticking because she had all sorts of things that she would say that were a little weird and nobody knew what the hell she was talking about. So turning her into one of these Tarkarian dreamers and having it be could be she could be talking about any number of things or all of them. You know what I mean? Because she says it in different ways, too. She like says it all scared. She says it freaked out. She says it calm and collected. She even says it to her mom when her mom's trying to figure out where the hell Aegon's at. So it's like, it's just an interesting way that they're using that one line. There's a beast under the floorboards to kind of tell multiple angles of, of story. But let's talk about Rainey's while we're at it. What a dope ass moment. Now this, I'm going to say this and then I'll let you guys talk. I've been talking a lot this episode because this episode's awesome as hell. This this to me, so we talk a lot about, and I say this all the time, where you didn't earn something, right? They earned an ending here, and that is Rainey's had every reason to freaking smoke that dais, right? Oh, yeah. No. In fact, most people are like probably asking, why the hell didn't she burn everyone up there? But because as – well, yeah, Matt, because – and I saw it immediately as a mother who has lost all of her children – who's earned through a great conversation, a respect, albeit a, a, a thin respect, a level of respect for Allison, decided that she, as a grieving mother and someone that's been tortured in so many ways, was not going to do that same thing to Allison, no matter how much it would honestly help the cause that she obviously has decided she's obviously chosen. So, to me, they earned every second of that moment, and I went, I don't agree with it. I would have burnt the shit out of everyone on that dais, but I understand why she made that choice, and I'm not mad about it because I get it. I'm kind of like Charles. I feel like it was a great mic drop scene. <laughs> so anyway, I'll let you guys talk for a second, but that, I loved that moment. Uh, as a, as a uh, support of the common folk, really felt bad for the populace uh over there <laughs> just like like i think that's the forgotten part here is <laughs> like the ten thousand people died in a matter of seconds or something felt bad for them but um and i, I jj i think you're right because you watched the after show like their little like deep dive afterwards and they, they talked about um that comment and it, I mean, it would have made it in the other ways. It would have just kind of ended what we're watching to an extent as well. So I'm like, well, yeah, let's not barbecue. I'm like, I want to see this fight and play out and whatnot. But um, I think she's prolonging their misery to an extent. So is she really saving them at the same time or could bring them justice and mercy a little bit earlier with a quick death? Um, But I can see the respect and the motherhood behind that decision. And yes quite the mic rock moment because i thought we were done i thought that was the i thought that was the season so that i mean i might be in for a little bit of a letdown with episode 10 here maybe i doubt it though i doubt it i don't know it depends on how far they go what about you alec well i'm in the same boat i would have torched them but i think i differ because i would have torched them then took the iron throne because i have a pretty good claim to it and (laughs) i I just took it by conquest 
Um, so when I was watching this, you know, with my demented mind, I thought she let them live so that she would join Rhaenyra, kind of whittle down the numbers a little bit, break off, and now make her claim to the Iron Throne once there's less competition for mm-hmm. said throne. Um, kind of because if she takes him out there and she takes the Iron Throne, or if that's her ultimate goal still, because she has a very, very good claim to it, then she's still got to deal with Rhaenyra. But if you let, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, let them do their whole civil war thing, kill each other off, then you just swoop in and take the prize. Yeah. But does she really want, does she want to be a queen at this point? I thought she said she'd come to, she had, she literally says in this season that she'd come to peace with it. Which is what you would say if you hadn't. <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but yeah, like. I, I think she was fine not, I think all of her torment, I think she found, and again, this is to my point that I say that they earned it, is I think she found some level of what she was looking for at the drift mark with her kids and then now with her granddaughters uh, from Lena. So, I, I, you know, I think there is a level of that. But I also think that Kyle's right on point here. And he said, I think she okay. is torn on what is right, so she'll allow it to play out the crown to the winner. That, and I, I think, is the best said. Yeah. I agree. The problem is, and I won't go too far into this, but man, she should have torched them. <laughs> it's knowing what I know, she should have torched them all. Um, and that's the unfortunate part for me is, uh, is I know where this is going and I know shit's going to get uglier. Um, oh, that's the worst. Cause you can't do anything to stop it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, well, and so, but it's interesting because I don't know where, how far they're going to go. So I, they saw, we saw in the preview, her sons, Rainier's kids saying, let us go. And I'm like, don't let them go. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to see how far they'll take it this next uh, intend to see where are we going to get this big? Uh, I, I, I think there's things that they're not going to, I don't think they'll go too far. I think it'll be setting up the situation to start early. I think next season, I, w- I, I admit I was wrong on the whole weird seasons where you have different timelines and whatnot, thinking maybe they go back to tell the conquer story. Maybe they will at some point, but I think we're full on deep into the dance of, dance of dragons next season which i cannot wait because it's crazy so i have a question at the end right before the dragon pops out with Aegon, who clearly did not want to rule didn't feel loved by his father who didn't give him the time of day but then the he sees the crowd they're accepting of him and then he like fist pumps the sword and it seems like his emotion starts to change and realize like hey like i mean i think like all people when a lot of people are saying that they like you. Then you're like, ah, oh, like, cool. I'm, I'm about this. Like, you know what? Maybe, like, maybe I do want to do this thing. I'm just curious what you guys thought about that because it seemed like he started as like, oh, like, I'm going to do this and this is okay with me now. Yeah, I like the way that they played it, especially where they made him such a little shithead the whole rest of the season once he re- – I mean, even, like, jerking off in the window and, like, the whole thing with the the – his the girl in his chambers i mean the guy's an ass and so i like the way that it was part of the reason he the reason he was such an ass is because he was acting out because he had nobody that he thought cared about him and i appreciate that i think you're still quit being a dick but i get it and so having that one thing and all that appreciation that he's been looking for gives him oh i want to be king now because this gives me exactly what i've wanted from 10,000 20,000 whatever the whole kingdom right 
so charles we'll get to that in a minute let's <laughs> let the adults finish talking first no. <laughs> so yeah so but i but i did like that um in fact i actually liked it better than the way that they play Aegon taking over in the book because in the book he just gets this speech that that makes him feel like look this is my responsibility because rainier is a terrible person because he didn't care in the book because they actually the one thing that they've played up in the show more than they even do in the book is the the contentious nature of all the relationship with the kids and the adults like the kids had issues i mean literally cutting the dude's eye out but at the same time they actually didn't they got along for the most part other than when they when they had spats it was ugly but so it was an interesting thing but he didn't want it in the book either but i like the way that they played him on this one so all right. I was I was hoping Eamon would get to be keen. Yeah. Stick your brother on a boat. He wanted to go. I know. Well, and that's another twist that isn't in the book. Like that's not something and I like that because I like the Eamon character as much as he's a dick too. I like him because I I get he was tortured as a kid, made fun of, and he's like, screw this. I'm and he has his little glow up and he's got this badass dragon. Yeah, I like that. So I appreciated that. He's like another Eamon. Yeah, yeah, he's like Damon Jr. Or sorry, Damon. That's what I meant to say, Damon. Yep. I, yeah, I knew what you're saying. All right, here we go, Charles. Of course, Charles would say this. <laughs> Anyone else surprised by Laris's foot fetish scene? Where's that storyline going? Hopefully, that's the I, I end mean, of that storyline. <laughs> but I, it didn't surprise me at all. I, I, I wasn't expecting it, but once it started, like I, at first, I was like, "Why is she put?" Oh. <laughs> I was like, now I know why she's taking her shoes off. And then I went, ooh, what a twisted fetish. But it's not far-fetched to believe that that would be there based on his ailment. So I was like, uh-oh. But I, it was it was cringe. Like, It could have been the, worse, though. Oh, it could have been way worse. But it was cringe. I was like, oh, that's creepy. But, I mean, you do what you got to do, right? Like, you're, Yeah, I'm not going to say what I'm imagining. Just, yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. No, not no. We've already talked edging on this podcast. We've done, yeah. When you say <laughs> it could have been worse, so far off like the rails. This. Game of Thrones. So I'll give it props for the House of Dragons. They've definitely they've kept things from a sexual perspective pretty PG. Yeah, it's not been well. I mean, <laughs> here you go. The, the gingers are together. You ready? I almost puked. I'd rather take a bath in acid than see that again. Kyle, thank you damn very much. Because if this was OG Game of Thrones, we would have seen some things we didn't need to see. That's fair. I will say that, yeah, those guys. Like, just because you can show us something doesn't mean we need to be shown it. (laughs) I'm with Kyle on this, though. Feet are gross. And Charles has a point when he says, was it green? Ginge cringe? <laughs> How is it? That uh, Charles, I feel like I need to, I need to trademark that phrase now. And I don't should. like, a, that's exactly what I'm going to say with Pink Flamingo, whatever that stupid movie I have to watch. Oh, yeah. Ginge cringe. I love that. That's going to be where we are copywriting <laughs> that particular phrase. Kyle, you're my new favorite. I didn't know Kyle was a listener, but I guess I should have known this, but I'm liking Kyle. Yeah, he, he gets on the YouTube He's a buddy of mine from way back, like way, way back. So he was my, he was first kid I called Red. Charles, Charles, last episode, the Lord of the Rings one, the Rings of Power, that's the only one I've, I've probably been positive about you. So we're back to our usual. <laughs> He's right back to normal. Oh, shit. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I want to talk so much about what I'm excited for, but I can't because I'll give things away and yeah, I'm don't, not willing to do that. Don't but it. there is a lot of exciting stuff coming in this show. And I think, like I said, I was very skeptical starting because of the way that the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, I was pissed and I swore that I would not give this show a chance. But the last, especially the last three, four episodes have really won me over. It took a minute to get there, but I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm worried that one of the main show writers, Sapochnik, is not coming back. But I think as long as the one show writer, the showrunner that's staying keeps with what he's been doing and they, you know, bring on a good writer, you keep George R. R. Martin involved. I, I really think that this can continue to be a really cool show. It's really annoying that we have two back to back shows that have authors that have two R's in the middle of their damn name. I almost said J.R.R. Tolkien instead of George R.R. Martin. That would have been terrible. Oh, are you serious, Kyle? Don't ruin my freaking night. He's ah, late 2024 for season two. Gross. What is this for House of the Dragon? Yeah, is that damn. that's House of the Dragon? So shit balls. That's like Westworld. Had to be so good that they make them. everybody go, we're going to wait two years in between seasons. We're going to be through She-Hulk season 24 by the time <laughs> they come back around. <laughs> they did announce She-Hulk season two today. Gosh. Uh, so question, JJ. The Great Sept of Baylor or mm. whatever keeps getting destroyed. At what point are the people of Westeros going to realize that the Seven are false gods actually where we were at the end of this was not the great sept of baylor it wasn't that was the dragon pit wow so dang it yeah the great sept of baylor is much taller um than that it's it's domed they're both domed but yeah that was the dragon pit so that's why she snuck down underneath the dragons are underneath Uh... that um that's yeah so that was the dragon pit and that actually we know does get destroyed and doesn't come back so i don't know if they're hinting that that's the start of this destruction because i honestly i have to look it up i don't remember when the actual dragon pit gets toasted and that's where we because in well alec you'll know this anyone that's watched all of season the eight all of the seasons of game of thrones that's where they have the meeting at the end of season eight um the couple of those meetings is the broken dragon pit um so that's where they were for that announcement versus the Great Sept of Baylor. The Great Sept of Baylor, I don't even know. Is it? I'd have to look to see if it's created yet. I don't know that Baylor has been king yet. That ah. I think I know Magor the Cruel is, has, but I don't know that Baylor has. So I'd have to look that up. So Just there might not even be names. a Great Sept of Baylor yet. Uh, but yeah, that was the Dragon Bit. All right, Charles got a. I do think Mashin is a good point. The episode it really ended on a wow moment. I hope JJ's right. That episode will ten will keep the momentum going. Ooh, I'm gonna Charles have to burst. Charles broken my there. ego here, Charles. We're at odds. We're like yin and yang. We're like <laughs> Sith and Jedi. Here's the thing, Charles. He hasn't even watched Pink Flamingo yet, so it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, Charles. Um, it's a good thing that episode's for you. Episode 10, it will, I don't think will be as intense as this. I, I think you, at least not. It's one thing that Game of Thrones, if they stick to the, the formula that they created with Game of Thrones, there's going to be a huge cliffhanger 
in episode 10 and it will have a setup moment for season two so you'll have some intrigue i mean obviously we're going to see rainier's side figuring it out there's going to be some things that really mess with rainiera happen and then i feel like we'll be on our way i think if i had to guess it'll end with luceris and uh with luke and jace flying off to go and get allies uh luke eventually goes to um get <laughs> luke goes to get uh boros baratheon's buy-in and then jace i think goes to heron i don't remember where jace goes but jace goes somewhere else um i think you'll see those two leaving to go collect allies because once that happens you're not far off from the actual dance of dragons starting so charles says flamingos for you Madison. flamingos for you <laughs> yeah cool any other thoughts on uh episode nine no excited for the last one yep. yeah it was good looking forward to episode 10 i'm not looking forward to a late 2024 return of this show but whatever 2024 is going to be a good year for tv jj yeah we're going to be busy as shit again in 2024 i have a feeling we're all alive in 2024 (laughs) so far away i make no guarantees i'd be abducted by aliens and i'm wearing and i am like basting in my own juices in this so thanks for that charles this suit is hot um cool well that's uh see that's episode nine of season one we'll be back next week for season episode 10 and before we jet out Matson, it's your turn tell everybody where they can find us kyle charles thanks for chiming in on our live show today to discuss uh this episode of house of the dragon if you'd like to listen to wherever good podcasts can be found uh we are on all major outlets there spotify apple uh to name a few at what's our verdict pod at reviews my apologies and uh, our next live show is on thursday uh, and or at 5 p.m pacific central time um and we are doing a bunch of kind of halloween-esque movies this month but you can check us out on tiktok facebook and instagram if you want to slide into our dms watch some great tiktok content um and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and most especially if you want to continue to support the podcast check us out on patreon at what's our verdict podcast where you can um help recommend some things that we review watch exclusive trailers that we'll look at or just make us watch something like pink flamingos <laughs> there it is thanks man appreciate it uh we appreciate you guys tuning in yeah thanks everybody to watch this live thanks for the comments kyle charles appreciate it can't wait to get out of this wizard costume it is hot but it's been fun and with that as always we'll catch you on the next one. wait cinematic out <laughs> <laughs>